close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. We're broadcasting from the Star City in Roanoke, Virginia. Welcome, my friends, to the Jamie Lee Show. Wow. Can you believe it? The month of January of 2024 is ending already. Why can't the clock just slow down a little bit and let us catch our breath? (laughs) It's funny, when you're younger... You want the clock to speed up, and when you're older, well, you want the clock to to slow down. Nevertheless, life and death go on. Earlier this month, we lost an American actor and singer by the name of David Richard Solbert, or better known as David Soul. He was born August 28, 1943, in Chicago, Illinois. His mother was a teacher, and his father was a Lutheran minister. His brother Daniel was also a Lutheran minister. David began performing on stage as an actor in the mid-1960s, when he became a founding member of the Firehouse Theater in Minneapolis. His breakthrough came when he portrayed Detective Ken Hutchinson on Startsky and Hutch, a role he played from 1975 until 1979. David Soule was married five times and had five sons and a daughter. He was a -a three-pack-a-day cigarette smoker for 50 years. He stopped smoking 10 years prior to his death, He was seriously affected by COPD and had a lung removed due to cancer. He died in a London hospital surrounded by his family on January 4th at the age of 80. In 1977, David Soule scored his only number one hit song here in the United States and the United Kingdom with a song entitled, Don't Give Up On Us. isn't just one night It's written in the moonlight Painted on the stars We can't change ours Don't give up on us, baby We're still worth one more try I know we put a last one Just for a rainy evening When maybe stars are
Mary Weiss, the singer who channeled the melodrama of adolescence as the lead vocalist of the girl group The Shangri-Las, died at the age of 75. The Shangri-Las were the last of the great girl groups, emerging in 1964, just as the sound was eclipsed by the rise of the British invasion bands. Unlike their peers, such as the Shirelles and the Crystals, the Shangri-Las weren't black. They were poor white teens from New York City, occasionally singing with pronounced Queen's accents and always performing with a stylish swagger. Flanked by her childhood friends, Marge and Marianne Gasner, and occasionally her older sister, Betty, Mary sang with toughness and tenderness. She was born and raised in the Queens borough of New York City. She once said she had a rotten childhood. Her father died shortly after her birth, leaving Mary and her older siblings, Betty and George. My mother didn't do much of anything, she recalled, leading the family to live in poverty. My mother kind of signed my life away when I was 14. The Shangri-Las were the perfect white bad girls of the day, but Mary Weiss disagreed. I've heard we were tough, and I just find that so hilarious. If you really look at the old tapes, I don't think that word would even come up. Nevertheless, the group's hit singles crackled with a thinly coated sexuality and were rife with misfortune and death, lending the group an air of danger. After releasing a pair of singles for Mercury Records, Shangri-La split up in 1968. Though their time in the spotlight lasted a little under two years, the Shangri-Las created an enduring rock and roll sound. Girls who were every bit as strong and sexy as their doomed boyfriends, boys who were good, bad, but not evil, this attitude and the group's heightened music proved influential, particularly on the punks of New York City in the 1970s. The Shangri-La's music echoed throughout the years in mainstream that acknowledged leader of the pack as a classic. In 2019, the song was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is she really going out with him? Well, there she is. Let's ask her. Betty, is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing? Mm-hmm. Gee, it must be great riding with him. Is he picking you up after school today? Safka, or better known in the music world as just plain Melanie. The singer-songwriter who rose through the New York folk scene and performed at Woodstock passed away January 23rd. 
She was 76 years old. With a voice that could shift from high-pitched and coy to a deep, soulful rasp, Melanie wrote and sang hits including Look What They've Done to My Song, Ma. Look what they've done to my song, Ma. Look what they've done to my song. Well, it's the only thing that I could do half right, and it's turning out all wrong, Ma. Look what they've done to my song. Look what they've done to my brain, Ma. Look what they've done to my brain. Well, they picked it like a chicken bone, and I think I'm half insane, Ma. Look what they've done to my soul. I wish I could find a good book to live in Wish I could find a good book Well, if I could find a real good book I'd never have to come out and look at What they've done to my soul Melanie once said I probably have a quirky way of writing, and I think I was misunderstood. I had this smiling, cherubic thing, and I think that worked against me. Girls with guitars who were irrelevant were angst-filled and angular. The year 1969 is the year everyone will remember. That summer... Melanie was one of only three female solo performers, along with Joan Baez and Janis Joplin, to perform at that generation-defining Woodstock Music and Arts Fair in upstate New York. The candles the crowd held up during her opening night set at the festival inspired her first U.S. hit, 1970's Lay Down Candles in the Rain.
after performing at Woodstock, Melanie walked off a celebrity. She was best known for a song she wrote about a girl who bikes and skates past the house of a boy she longs for. It became a number one hit in the United States and in several other countries in 1971. Melanie was one of the most talented, strong, and passionate women of the era, and every word she wrote, every note she sang reflected that. Our world is much dimmer. The colors of a dreary, rainy Tennessee pale with her absence today, but we know that she is still here, smiling down on all of us, and all of you from the stars. This is Jamie. Thanks for listening. I end this podcast episode with a poem from Charles Osgood, who we also lost in January. He wrote, Man is mortal. This is true, and that applies to women, too. To each of us, to these we love, and to our dearest friends, at some point human life begins, and at some point... It ends. We don't know when. Life is dispensed in differing amounts. But it is not how long we live. It's how we live that counts. Death, like life, is natural and not to be afraid of. If you love life, guard it well. Your time, for time's the stuff Life's made of.